Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, we're going to talk about beginner trading strategies. I received an email from a guy. He asks to be called Zeke. So I don't have to give him a Florida redneck name like I give most people because he's telling me what to call him, which is quite helpful as well because you start to run out of Florida redneck names after a while. Anyways, Zeke wrote, Dear Ryan, recently found your podcast. Super stoked to utilize my drive time at work. Ha ha, he says, for educational opportunities. If this gets to the podcast, feel free to call me Zeke. What's past tense for swing trading? I swing trade in 2021 and enjoyed some beginner's luck. Well, first of all, I don't think it's swing, tra- swing trading. Swing traded. Just put a D at the end of trade. You swing traded stocks in 2020 through 2021 and enjoyed some beginner's luck. Okay, that sounds a lot better than swing traded. He goes on the right. Due to other commitments and distractions, I haven't traded since early 2021. I am resetting my mindset and knowledge to get a fresh start and foundation. I am working on a business plan and trading workbook, exploring how to scan for stocks that will make good swing trades, developing rules and risk ratios, et cetera, et cetera. My current question, what are, let's say, three great beginner trading strategies on the technical analysis side of trading? I have read about so many different patterns like flags, pendants, engulfing this, engulfing that, EMA, support resistance, on and on. Essentially. Once I narrow stocks down, what strategies and what indicators are the most helpful for them? My hypothesis is that I should trade about two to three strategies until my pattern recognition becomes very strong and my understanding of the chart's story. Sincerely, Zeke. All right, good email from Zeke there. A lot to go over here. One thing that I would say when it comes down to trading and particularly with technical analysis, you're really talking about all the different trading strategies, I guess I'm trying to say, boils down to really just two types of trades, bounce plays and breakouts, right? Either a stock's breaking out that you're trading or it's playing a bounce. Rarely do you really want to get into the middle of a move where a stock is already underway on a breakout or has already bounced five or 10% and you're just now getting long with no reason to get in for it except for the fact that the stock is going up. If you're looking at it from a trading standpoint and trying to manage the risk, really what you're really playing is breaks of support and resistance or where support and resistance is holding. So the breaks of support and resistance would be breakouts and breakdowns. And then in the instances where support and resistance holds, you're playing the bounces off of them. So you're playing a bounce off the support or you're fading off of resistance. And so becoming very accustomed with the various types of support, you got trend lines, you got price level supports, and, and those are probably your two main ones. I mean, support 
resistance can can show up in different ways, but those are your two main categories. And when you're playing a breakout, for instance, you're playing a breakout of like a declining trend line to the upside because it's breaking an existing trend, or you're playing a basing pattern at the lows and it's starting to finally break out. Now, doesn't mean that the only breakouts happen at the very end. Like you mentioned, there's bull flags and, and other things where you can get some consolidation at even all-time highs and you can play the breakout there. But it's usually coming out of a pattern. The patterns are breaking. So I get a lot of people that say, oh, well, technical analysis doesn't work because support broke there. You know, just further proof that, that technical analysis is dead, doesn't work. Well, that's not true either because technical analysis doesn't mean that support and resistance is always going to hold. If it, that was the case, price would never go anywhere, right? It would just always be trading sideways, just contained by support and resistance indefinitely. But when support and resistance breaks or when it holds, it's what this chart is trying to tell you. What's the story there? It means that it's breaking out of the confines of resistance when it breaks through to the upside. It means that sellers are gaining control of the stock to the downside when it breaks through key support, that there's not enough buyers to hold up that stock any longer like it had in the past. And so what I would tell Zeke here, Zeke asks me, what are three great beginning trading strategies. And really, I would narrow it down to two. Breakouts and basing patterns. Okay, that's one. So breakouts, you'll see oftentimes a stock, it, it takes a big hit, starts to base for a long time, and then it breaks out of that base. If you go back to the beginning of January, NVIDIA did that. A number of stocks did that, and they went on like 60, 70, 100% runs, right? So you have basing patterns, and then you have price breaking out of those basing patterns. And sometimes your basing patterns, they can stretch over many, many months, or sometimes they can stretch over the course of a couple of weeks. I'm not really crazy about a basing pattern that's only taking place over the couple of days or a few days. You have to usually go to an intraday chart to even see anything remotely similar to a basing pattern. But on a daily chart, if you can get something that's formed over the course of a few weeks to a couple of months, that's pretty nice. Now, if you get one that's been trading at its lows for a long time, let's say it goes back like a year or two. Yeah, I don't know how strong of a base breakout that's going to be. It could move, but usually those bases are, are pretty large. You're talking about maybe like 20 or 30% of the range that it's trading in. So if it breaks out, you're not necessarily going to get usually a major move right away because of how long it took for that pattern to develop. I remember there was this one time where I was like, man, this is like the mother of all inverse head and shoulders patterns. It's a massive pattern. I think took like 15 years to form. I kid you not. I can't even remember what stock it was, but it was like 15 years to form this thing. And I got into it and it did really nothing. I got stopped out of it not too long thereafter, but this inverse head and shoulders pattern was so big that yes, it finally broke above that, that technical line or that resistance, the neckline of the inverse head and shoulders pattern. And then you're expecting like this explosion to the upside, but eh, it just like starts to trade sideways. That's because there's not a lot of emotion tied to that chart anymore. It's just, it's taken so long for that pattern to unfold. Most people don't even notice that that's happening and people aren't compelled to buy it when it does break through that resistance as being a change in the behavior of the stock. So I remember I got stopped out of it. I thought this was like the mother of all inverse head and shoulders pattern, but because it took so long to develop, like 15 years, is anybody really noticing it at that point? Does anybody even care if they do notice it? I cared at the time, but I don't think anybody else did. Otherwise, I would have had a lot more buyers getting behind me on that trade. One thing, though, that I hope that you notice is swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Swingtradingthestockmarket.com is the website that goes alongside of this podcast. This is where you can go to get all my stock market research each and every day for a nominal price, a very affordable. Check it out. You're going to get everything from daily watch lists, master watch list updates each week. Plus, you're going to get updates on all the big tech stocks a few times a week. And 
stock market updates as well. Really cool. I even review the trades that I put in the watch list later in the afternoon. So really good stuff to check out, to be familiar with. And you'll learn a lot too throughout the process of being a member of swingtradingthestockmarket.com as well as supporting the podcast. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. The when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Other strategy that I would say to become familiar with is drawing trend lines. Now, I take some heat every once in a while on Twitter or stock twits because I post a chart that uses arithmetic lines. Essentially, the price levels are evenly spaced out. People are like, oh, you should be using log charts. That's the one that you should be using. I don't care to use log charts. Honestly, I've, I've used them in the past, and I have had far more success using arithmetic charts. And the reason why is because swing trading is not so much an approach to the market where you're looking at 15, 20-year trends. Yes, they might happen to come into play every once in a while, but like I was saying with the inverse head and shoulders pattern, usually doesn't work in the time frame for what you're using swing trading for. So for me, most of my charts, I'm looking probably back year, year and a half for the most part. You know, sometimes I might go back two years, but more times than not, about a year is what I'm looking at on the chart. So I don't need to use those log charts for that. And if a stock has moved two or 300%, I still want to use an arithmetic chart anyways. I mean, if I'm going back and I'm trying to trade the S&P 500 going back to 1980, yeah, I would use a log chart for that. But I'm not. I don't I don't use that at all. So I don't use log charts. And, and some people may disagree. Some people listening will probably disagree with me on that. And that's fine. I've never said that my approach is the only approach to successful trading. It's not. There's plenty of other avenues and stuff. And some people will use log charts and be just fine using it. I just choose not to use log charts. But the trend lines are important, especially from a long side. You're looking for higher highs and higher lows. And then you want to see where you can draw a line from each one of those lines connecting it because then that tells you where price can pull back and you can play the bounces off of those lines, off of those support levels, rising support levels, as I like to often call them. And so you can play those bounces. Now, the reason why I like these for beginning strategies, and I don't think they're necessarily limited to just beginners. I think I use them all the time. I used to use them plenty of times. Uh, breakouts are important, you know, when they're coming out of a base and trend lines, when they're holding the trend line and bouncing, that can be for some good opportunities as well. But one of the things that I like about the two approaches that I just told you about is that both will keep you from chasing stocks. If you're not getting the base breakout in the early stages, well, you definitely don't want to do it after it's already moved 10 or 15%. Then if you're getting in at that point, you're chasing and then you're probably exposing yourself to some unnecessary risk. On trend lines, you're trying to play the bounce off of the trend. You want to see signs that it wants to bounce off of it. And then once it's showing signs that it can bounce, then that's where I oftentimes am looking to get long on a stock. But like I said, both will keep you from chasing prices unnecessarily. Like you go back to 2021 with the GME craziness and the AMC, which this person was trading in 2021, early 2021. So he may have seen a little bit of that Wall Street bet stuff. He definitely saw the craziness of COVID in 2020, when the markets were just totally chaotic in March, selling off massively and then rallying sharply back by the end of the year. A lot of those moments, especially with the WSB stocks, the Wall Street bets plays, there was a lot of chasing going on. You had GameStop and it went from like $4 to $400. And in the middle, people were like, oh, I'm going to buy this at $300. And yes, it still went up to $480. But how many of the people who bought at $300 sold at $480? No, they weren't looking for 
a 50 plus percent gain or a 60 plus percent gain they were looking for another thousand percent gain and so a lot of those who bought at like two or three hundred dollars a share they still lost massively and it's unfortunate because they had plenty of profits at one point but because they were trying to do what the people did at four and five dollars by chasing it at three hundred dollars they were delusional and they lost a ton of money I'd also like to mention too, when it comes to base breakouts, oftentimes you may find yourself, you know, waiting for that base breakout to take place and you wake up the next morning and it's gapped above it. Or one of the things I like to do is, is to hold off on any trades the first 30 minutes of trading because it's a very misleading time in the markets. But it's also during that time where you could get a base breakout of a stock and then it breaks above your line and then it's off to the races. It's up 5% before the first 30 minutes is even done. You're like, ah. Should I get into it now or, or whatever? No. What I like to do when, when that happens or if there's a gap above my breakout level, wait for the pullback to the breakout level. And then you have a good stop. You wait for it to start to bounce. Once it starts to bounce, I put my stop loss below the lows of that where it successfully tested the base breakout level where it pulled back to it and held it. And then I put my stop loss below the lows there and then I, I ride the bounce back up. Because oftentimes stocks that break out, they'll usually come back a, a few days later and retest that breakout level before ultimately going higher. And I also like if I'm going to play a base breakout, I like to see some consolidation underneath the base so I can keep a tighter stop loss and by putting that stop loss just below the consolidation. So yeah, flags, they're good. There's lots of patterns out there engulfing candle patterns like what he mentioned or he mentioned like engulfing this engulfing that yeah anytime i'm using candlesticks for a trades and stuff i want it to be part of a larger pattern i want it to be working with a pattern as well so just remember that in your trading if you enjoyed this podcast episode i would encourage you to leave me a five-star review i do appreciate everything that you guys say and kindness obviously but <laughs> leave me those five-star reviews they do mean a lot to me i found out from the spotify rap for podcasters that 42 percent of you are not even in the United States, which is kind of cool. I think 90 countries have streamed this podcast over the past year, and I'm very thankful for that. And so many of you guys have found this podcast in just the past year alone. And if you're getting going through the episodes one by one, I'd encourage you also to go back into the past and listen to some of those. I try to make these things to where whether or not you pick up at the first episode or the last episode, you're learning something regardless. So check them all out. And check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. And if you want have a podcast episode dedicated to your question or something you're curious about when it comes to the stock market, send me an email, ryan at shareplanner.com. I do read them all and I make an episode pretty much out of every one. So thank you guys and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash tradingblock. That's www.shareplanner.com slash tradingblock. And follow me on Shareplanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.